that you, Mike? Yeah, I hear sound. Is that me? Oh, I got it. Welcome everybody, RC After Hours back in the studio again for another fun-filled podcast this early morning, Sunday morning. Thanks everybody for joining us. Facebook Live is up. Feel free to jump in, ask us anything you want. We got a ton of stuff to talk about uh, this fine early Sunday morning with the time change uh, here in the States anyway and up there in the Great White North. Uh, sucking down white, the coffee. White. Yeah. Sucking down the coffee here this morning, trying to get everything rolling. So, joining us today in the studio, we have Mike Coolins. Hello. Up there in the Great White North. He was really missed the last show, and uh, everybody seemed worried that he wasn't on the show, but he's back. It's everybody's favorite crazy Canadian, Andre Russo. Hello. What's up, Andre? How are you? I'm alive and kicking. Good. Kicking stuff like crazy. Good. Glad to have you back. And our special guest, uh, everybody's, I'd say, fan favorite here on the show, Alpha Enos is back on from Motion RC to talk some new products and what's going to be happening uh, down the road. So, Alpha, thanks for joining us. Yes. Howdy from the future. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm good. You know, I actually am from the future, I think, aren't I, especially with this time zone? Yeah, thing. could be. Could <laughs> be, yeah. Um, I can tell you, Sunday night's going to be really good, everyone. So if you're just waking up to your Sunday morning, <laughs> you're going to have a great day. Nice. I've already scouted the remainder of the day for you. Nice. <laughs> um, real quick, before we get rolling, we got a couple sponsors to thank and uh, talk about. Uh, in case you, if anybody's missed the last show, we have a new sponsor coming up. Uh, Get FPV has decided to join us for help us out for a few months, uh, help keep the show going. So we want to thank them and and talk about them here real quick um, one thing we also wanted to mention uh, they have something uh, it's kind of new out and Andre you kind of uh, were after the last show you were answering a lot of FPV questions so what we wanted to mention is if you go to get fpv.com slash learn if you have any questions or concerns or, or new into the market of drones or FPV they have a great site here that tells you anything you want to know and explains everything from transmitters receivers uh, batteries battery chargers FPV goggles and monitors cameras FPV cameras 
FPV video receivers, FPV antennas, transmitters, distribution boards, multi-power boards, propellers, flight controllers, electric speed controllers, motors, frames, and they have a complete beginner's guide to FPV. So uh, it's something very interesting if you know it's something you're looking into. I know we have a lot of new listeners and, and a lot of people that want to get into FPV. So go check it out getfpv.com slash learn very informative on uh, anything that has to do with FPV and you can learn quite a bit of information there and real quick they're too, really nice they're a great community I mean I'll, I'll put my hat in for them as well I'm glad they joined up they're, they're really the authoritative voice in my book as far as uh, FPV and their segment so glad to have them join you guys as sponsors that's, yeah, that's good news yeah they're great people everybody down there Sean, Mike, Jeff, Roy uh, again they're they're very helpful with anything their customer service is um, fantastic uh, if you're new to drone and, and anything get FPV they ship everything directly from their warehouse same day and the nice thing about them, their knowledge uh, support staff is here within reach on phone, email, Facebook, and even over video conference if you need that or FaceTime to help you out. They're the number one shop for everything drone and FPV. And again, try out their same day uh, services. So thanks to Get FPV. We really appreciate it. All right. Enough of the sponsorship and me rattling on. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, I think first up, let's... Uh, Let's talk about the new release, um, the P15, and I'm going to pull yeah. it up here so Sometimes. we can get a little bit of information here from it. Here we go. So the P15, oh, here comes the big dog. The P15, uh, Alpha, I was kind of, you know, I've heard of it but didn't know much about it and was trying to get some information on it. and. That was something that I, you know, when I first seen the P15, you guys released it. When I glanced at it, I go, oh, it's just another, you know, ME163. And then, of course, I, you know, got checking into it and realized it was a P15. But why the P15? Because it seems to be a very obscure uh, RC-type airplane. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's The, the Lippish P15 has never been done in foam. Um, reason why we did it is uh, it, get ba- it gets back to why we really came back to the 64 millimeter park jet series that began last fall with the F8 Crusader and the F105 Thunder Chief. You know, $99, 3S battery, just toss them and boss them. And really getting back to the sort of the roots and and, and trying to appeal to a new generation of flyers. Uh, we got a lot of guys who love the big jets and, and they're a core customer uh, group for us now, but also having something that appeals to other people. And with that, we didn't want to stay with just the tried and true aircraft that everyone knows about. Mm-hmm. So what we really wanted to do with this 64 millimeter park jet series was every aircraft would be something that has either never been seen in foam or at least rarely been seen in foam at the most. Um, and in addition, we wanted to alternate. You know, the first two were American birds. The next two aren't going to be um, mm. to really widen the palette of of our customer base and and get us flying things other than f-16s i mean i love a good f-16 but i don't want to make the same aircraft every year in a different size right so um we 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 looked at a couple of different options because obviously there are many non-american aircraft um that we can that we can we can put forth but um we really wanted to do a wing really because it comes back again to the roots of the Park Jet series. It's for beginners. It's for beginner to intermediate pilots. 
and wings just have a certain thing about them, just aerodynamically, they're um, they're easier to fly. They fly longer. On the same battery, we're flying you know, almost twice as long as I'm flying the same battery on that beautiful F-105. Right. So it allows a beginner to fly longer, fly slower. Um, they've got more gentle stall characteristics if they need to sort of they don't have to be flown quickly. They can back off. Um, and at the same time, it's a subject that we can point to, a subject matter that we can point to and say, it checks the boxes. It, it's also never been done before. Mm-hmm. And probably underneath all of that, the appeal for me and, and some of our design team is that Alexander Lippisch, uh, the designer of this aircraft, it goes back to that story of the people behind the aircraft again, right? We don't think... Motion RC, we don't think these things are just toys. We yeah. think they're they're parts of history. And so it's about the story. So you mentioned the ME-163, and funny thing. So Alexander Lippisch designed the ME-163, the Comet. Mm-hmm. Um, Tech One's got a great one. Doorfly's got a great one with props on the front end of it because we all know the original uh, was rocket-powered and yes. could sort of jettison a dolly and land on a skid. <laughs> right. Um, Alexander, during the war... <laughs> looked at it and said, I think I can put landing gear on it. And instead of uh, using a rocket to, to, to actually install a, a turbojet engine in it. And so the P-15, while the war ended and he didn't actually complete it, this was really, we think of the Horton brothers when we think of, yeah. of, of, of jets, you know, what then became really the foundation of what we know as the B-1 mm-hmm. and other flying wings, Grumman with their, uh, with their XB series in, in the middle. So um, I loved the story of how we have this aircraft that never actually f- took flight, but it had – it borrowed from the ME-163. It's the same guy, but no one knows him. People have forgotten the man behind the iconic Comet and this aircraft that he had drawn out on pieces of paper. And we have the opportunity to sort of talk about him now and talk about his contributions, um, which is why this project was called – Project Paperclip. You know, mm-hmm. For all of your listeners, check out Operation Paperclip. I mean, Operation Paperclip essentially it was the U.S. effort to recruit scientists and engineers and their families from Germany after VE Day. Yes. You know, partially to advance American technological expertise and deprive the Soviets of the same. But in summary, Operation Paperclip remains, I mean, it remains as controversial as it has proven influential in shaping the world around us to this day. I mean, everything from advances in aeronautical sciences to space medicine to arguably the power dynamic that seeded the Cold War have ties back to Operation Paperclip. The Americans brought over about 1,600 scientists and engineers and 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 um, doctors and whatnot to, to use that information. Werner von Braun is one of those men who came over as part of Operation Paperclip, as is Alexander Lippisch. Mm-hmm. Von Braun is esteemed as the father of rocketry. Um, he designed the first rocket that got the first American satellite into space. You know, um, Now, obviously, here at Motion RC, we're neither studied historians nor political scientists, mm-hmm. so we can keep things simple and just focus on the man. And uh, in summation, that's why we really wanted to do a wing. It flies better. It flies amazingly it has a story that we hope people look at and say that's that's compelling you know props to that guy mm. and um said and uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well i guess jets to that guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> ducted fans ducted fans <laughs> hey, yeah ducted fans to that guy uh yeah. 
But yeah, it, it, it's a good question because a lot of people over the past three days have brought up, and we knew it was coming. They said, "Why? Why this plane of all these planes?" Um, I love it, and uh, I absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, it's something. It's something <laughs> different. Like I get so like exactly. I know you mentioned. You know, I get so tired of every year. It's a different P fifty one scheme or an F four U or whatever. This, you know, when I again I glance at it and I go because I love the ME one sixty three anyway. It's one of my absolute Me favorites. Too. And when I seen them, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, a 163. And I'm looking, looking. I'm like, wait a minute. It says P15. And I honestly, I didn't really know anything much about it. Uh, so, you know, I was trying to, and there, I didn't find a lot of information, you know, obviously Wikipedia and everything. But, you know, I was trying to dig up more information and learn more about it. And then when I seen it, I was like, oh, that is fantastic. I mean, it's something that, Never. I now, in my understanding too, they this plane never they never got it together and and flown. It was just more or less a concept plane, correct? Yeah, yeah. This was a concept. Um, you know, we chose a scheme that's been. There's artist renderings online. We yeah. consulted a couple of people who who sort of are experts in the period as maybe what it would have sort of looked like generally. You know, as far as color schemes and whatnot, but. The aircraft itself never left the drawing board. Um, mm-hmm. I want to put in as well, so Alexander Lippisch, he designed this aircraft, and you mentioned looking at that airplane. If you look at the intakes, if you look at the root um, of yeah. the wing, how those intakes sort of grow out, it looks a lot like de Havilland's Venom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it has sort of, if you look at the timestamp, his was really was earlier, and, it, and you really get to appreciate, at least to me, um, how that, design intent really flowed from this aircraft and from Alexander, who who then went to the United States. He worked for Convair, and the big sort of neat tie-in with the F-105 Thunder Chief that we did before, mm-hmm. one of those reasons, guys, for everyone now keeping score in hindsight, one of these reasons why we did the 105 back-to-back with the P-15 is because Alexander Lippisch, the designer of the P-15, his designs eventually made it into the F-105 Thunder Chief. Oh, I did. part of Operation Paperclip when uh-huh. he came to the United States and worked for that company. Um, that that lineage, that DNA, you know, how he was thinking of, of integrating that intake in the wing route to save some space or for whatever other reason, we see it in the F-105, in an American thoroughbred fighter mm-hmm. that most of my customer base immediately recognizes. So yeah. we get to sort of put the bookend on that story and sort of say, these aircraft are related. As wacky and wild as it may seem, mm-hmm. um, the man behind them was 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 one and the same. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I now so I, cool. I have a quick question, too. When you're trying to find as much information as you possibly can on an on a aircraft that was never you know finished or flown... Did you, is there a problem running into finding maybe uh, different specs or different ideas or different renderings and stuff like that to where, you know, it, it's hard to come up with exactly what they, you know, were designing? As a or, final product. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah, mean, yeah, definitely. Um, our <laughs> references are, are arguably deeper than what's available online just because we're blessed to have access to, to people who are who just live and breathe this type of stuff and maybe aren't, I don't know, they're not internet guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, but the, the reverse is true, right? As, as limited as um, the data on, say, this aircraft was, 
it also reduces the amount of sort of armchair quarterbacks that can point and say, well, that part is wrong, that part is wrong. You know, yeah, good F4 point. is a great example. I mean, there's, yeah, gives there's you leeway all over too. the place of that aircraft. It, mm. it would be clear if we if we made, I don't know, if we made the horizontal stabs straight, if there was no anhedral in them. Everyone would clearly say that doesn't look like an F4 because of all the reference photos the entire world has access to. The P-15 being a concept aircraft gave us a little bit of wiggle room. There's enough to go off on, but aerodynamically, we were able to tweak certain things about um, how it's laid out to impact how it flies with, with, again, without really impacting how it looks. And that was important to us to preserve as much of what we could find reliably uh, online to preserve that look, preserve what Alexander was, was going for. Yeah, I, I, you know, I agree with you 100. percent And you know, the story too. What I could read it was just interesting. How you know they took parts from a lot of different aircraft and put them on this. You know, with like you have in the story, they they pulled the landing gear off the BF 109 and you know reused yeah. that. <laughs> and just you know, a lot of parts are, are you know same thing off. You know, they were taking the design parts off of the 163. So it was very interesting how they were you know taking a lot of different designs and putting it into this one. It was sort of kit-bashed, you know, yeah. in a way, which is indicative of, of what the Luftwaffe was really after in, in late 1944 and towards the end of the war, um, arguably after 1943 when they begot, began to bring all their scientists back in, realizing they needed them. Um, they just – you look at a lot of those late war aircraft, they're cobbled together, you know, Um so the P-15 sort of has that look, maybe externally. It, it does borrow parts from the HE-162 and the BF-109, and, and some of the parts were new, and it's got some ME-163 in it. It sort of has that kit-bashed look, which as a modeler, I really gravitate towards. Um, I like that I can see different aircraft in one thing. Uh, and I think um, it's so far, I mean, it's, it's been really popular. So So that's... That's gratifying, I think. Yeah. Um, we hope we did it justice. Okay, so we always like – go ahead, Andre. You look like you were ready to say something. I'll write it down. I was. I was. Go ahead, so go ahead, go ahead. You said something really interesting at the beginning saying that the, the run times and everything in your battery times are better. Mm -hmm. Does it? I mean, I we've, we've flown the 163, the, the tech one that you guys uh, sent us, uh, and it's a, they're rocket ships. Now – how do they fly? How does how does the the, the P fifteen fly in comparison to uh, your your two other the the F eight and the uh, the one hundred five the Thunder Chief? Um, yes. Yeah, so, and that's what we're really excited about. As far as when you build out a series, they all need to be all aircraft really need to fly similar enough where people are comfortable trying one. You know, we can say if you've mastered the F one hundred five, you'll be good with the F eight or the P fifteen, etc. They can't be too wildly distinct um, at the same time they you do want them to have a bit of character otherwise why own multiples so a wing the p-15 flies i mean it really flies like like a wing um it rolls very very quickly mm -hmm. <laughs> we're telling everyone low rates on aileron if if you don't want it to be ballistic you yeah i like to tumble mine through the air but um but if you don't low rates um and but beyond that it we're not constrained by, I think the Horton brothers were onto something and Lippisch was onto something. We're not constrained by the aerodynamic uh, limitations of, say, an F-105. You've got things hanging all over the place and mm -hmm. and, um, and these really narrow uh, ducts. 
And so with the Lippish wing, because it is so simple, it flies, it flies simply. It flies, again, efficiency-wise, it flies almost twice as long. Um, if you keep it on the power amps or amps, it'll still come down in the same time as, as the F8 or the F1 uh, or the F105. Um, However, it has the ability to be flown much more slowly. Um, we've got a great video actually on, on our YouTube channel now at motionrc.com slash YouTube. Pilot Ryan takes it up and one of our three or four P-15 videos we've released, we actually did an uncut video, start to stop, hand toss to belly landing. And it's about five and a half minutes or so just nice. to show you can, yep. and, he's, and he's not gliding either. No. He's not going easy on the airplane. Just to show that wings have that characteristic about them and that they're just, they're, they're, they don't need to be flown ballistically. If you want a rocket ship, that's great too. Mm -hmm. um, but you can back it off. The other thing I think I'll say about them, maybe in the negative or for someone to consider, is that there's less surface area. So there's, there's less to see. Yes, um, I noticed that in the video. Narrow, but it is long. Woo! You know which direction it's facing. Yes, you know, <laughs> uh, wings. Wings can get away from you. So we went with a with a dark green camo uh, top side and a light gray underside, which is good enough, I think, in a bright day. But people are flying in in overcast conditions. You know, nothing wrong with the big red stripe on the on that belly or something yes, to help something. Yeah. the aircraft. <laughs> Because uh, it, it'll get away from you pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, 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 I know. <laughs> Good, Mike. Well, I had a question because I oh, just yeah. I fly the yeah. prop. I've never flown a, a ducted fan wing. I've always had the prop wings. And I was two questions I had. Um, I assume being ducted fan, it probably doesn't torque as much as a prop. Am I right in that? I mean, does it pretty much? Oh, I love that question. And yeah, also, yeah, and yeah, also, because um, with the, with it uh, the torque aspects. What was the other thing I was going to say? throttle when you uh, when you launch no go ahead and answer that one and i'll think of the other the other one but it had to do with torquing so, i know so with torque or so the the prop it's a great question because we know a lot of us i've got a couple of them um i, I know a lot of us have the DuraFly me163 with a prop on the front end of it or the tech one version uh, they're crafty so with those small props on the front end we're used to to hand launching them you know, 50% throttle, depending on your headwind or so. You don't mm -hmm. want to hand launch a small prop spinning that quickly at yes. full blast. Right? Correct. It's going to cavitate. It's going to torque roll. You're not going to have authority to roll over and die. Uh, we've all been there. Yes. With an EDF, there is no torque roll. Um, oh, that's, so the good that's news awesome. is that you're that's not really huge. worried about spinning in over on its side. However, you also, because the EDF is buried inside the fuselage, uh, you do need 100% throttle mm -hmm. and okay. a good throw and a good throw yeah so so in our videos as well towards the end at the nine minute mark we specifically put in there uh we've got four or five launches of pilot ryan with some directions right this is how you launch this aircraft full blast 45 degrees strong throw i like to say as if you're trying to throw a football you know <laughs> 20 yards um it's not you don't need to go for the Peyton Manning, but, but <laughs> not toss it across the room. You know, give it give it a good huck. Right. And we show the video showing what to expect. Um, I think that's a so, huge bonus, so, honestly, because that's one thing I just didn't care for was all yes. the torque of a wing. Mm -hmm. And also, I, yeah. I, since it doesn't have that effect, I assume that it probably barrel rolls both directions about the same, unlike a prop would be. I know mine are real tight yeah. one direction mm -hmm. because of the torque mm -hmm. factor, I think. And then, then it's really difficult to say go right or whatever. 
in a barrel you're roll. You're absolutely right. Um, that that would this, be a cool this feature. This will roll like a drill in both, in both directions. That's awesome. That is awesome. I always love flying wings, so that would be extra bonus for me. Now, now, Mike, I want to ask you real quick before we get farther. Now, I, w- I was showing you pictures of before the show because you're you're so intrigued about this 64 millimeter series, and I showed you some pictures, and you were like, "Yeah," because you're a big wing fan. Oh, I know I do. you, yeah. you know, and you know you've seen it, and you're like, "Eh, yeah, it's kind of cool," but I really like like the Thunder Chief better or the A8 or whatever. But now that we're talking about it more, it's more flies like a wing and everything. Is, is it? changed your mind well, at all it, this is just my own personal take i don't like I, the color green <laughs> so that, that, i'm having a hard time with green but that's just me i mean yeah. everyone has their own color preferences obviously but, but we can uh, paint yeah, it that, I, I love that you mentioned that though mike because um it's a it's a good point so on hobby squawk last night we actually jumped up on jumped up on there and posted a couple pictures i just put them here in the skype of a silver version that i threw together in five minutes um we're we're emphasizing to our customers this really goes for any aircraft but a wing especially especially a concept wing no one's saying you can't paint it yeah um in fact i painted mine silver i don't know if you can see that and a lot of people like green it's just that's just my look like a dh swallow you know or or another aircraft well, a lot of people like green. That's just, I think that that goes back to when I was a kid. My mom always dressed me in green, and I just, <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. In all honesty, I'm dealing with an issue there. So. <laughs> she loved green, and I just can't stand it because I wore it all the time as a kid. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Plus, I'm in the woods all the time. I see green all the time. Pardon? It wasn't green overalls or anything. Well, I'm sure it was back then. Corduroys. <laughs> so oh, there's nothing wrong with it if you like green it's just that that's my own thing yeah but anyways yeah I, I love i love the wings for sure and it would be very i would be very uh excited to try to fly a ducted wing that would be cool yeah but have my heart stu- the um have you flown the tech one neptune that's a really great edf wing no but i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i've never flown a ducted fan wing so yeah yeah that that one is, um, but I still my heart you know, goes. We to, went scale and small, but that's a bigger version. It's, it's a bigger wing, fantasy looking, and I recommend that one too if you're anyone in the but, market. But as far as yeah. control authority, wings are by far the, my heart and passion, mm-hmm. just because of the control authority, and I have probably most fun flying wings yeah. than any other aircraft. It's it to me, it's relaxing. It's well, I flew, or, uh, no, I flew like the wing? heck out of a Swift when I was starting out, and I just absolutely love that. So I don't even know who made who made that when I bought. Is it? Do you know? Hacker? No, I don't wait, even know. I can't Swift. think. I haven't had a Swift in so long. But that's the one I flew to death. I mean, yeah. I flew it all the time. Yeah. It was the most fun for me and relaxing. Could do anything yeah. you wanted with it. Point and go. Some, something about them, yeah. Point and yeah. go, exactly. That's it. We we uh, you know whenever we do our May trip, the wings come out, and mm-hmm. you know between Mike and I, we we, we find trees to, yeah. to cut through. Well, the mini arrow <laughs> I flew, but it's in two right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, the mighty mini arrow. <laughs> well, that's true. Test. That's right. That's uh, right. So, yeah, but that was my, fun I've too. I've got to rebuild an arrow. Actually, I've got a couple small wings to put together, but uh, I don't know. I like EDFs as well, and yeah, they just. Uh, this, but I'll this, tell you, our last discussion this, on the Thunder Chief that that one got me. <laughs> If I were to choose anything, it would be that one. Oh, man. Pardon? (laughs) 
Um, I know I had another question. You touched a little bit on it from Andre's question, but I was a little curious of because we know with uh, you know like the ME one sixty three, all of them out there are all prop driven, and we know in, in general the the props work a little bit better. So I was curious of what uh, maybe some problems you ran into with the EDF trying to get this plane to fly good with an EDF. Um. We got lucky on this one. We knew coming into the wings that, um, again, I've got a good wing history, just not with free wing, and we knew that they would that they play nicely. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, getting it to fly nicely for the price point and for for what we intended for, we're trying to envision that person who this is their first EDF and their first hand toss and their first sort of everything, um, trying to make it feature friendly uh, and creature friendly in that regard um we didn't really hit any ma- major hurdles with this aircraft actually this this one was an this one was an easy one scaling becomes a concern uh trailing edges become sort of a bit of a concern that the original comet the me163 had uh, had had a lot of uh gosh it had a lot of washout um oh and we put some of that in, in addition to a bit of reflex built into the airfoil, so that you wouldn't need gobs and gobs of up of up trim. Mm-hmm. You know, with a lot of wings, you need uh, you need well, yeah. three, four, five. Yes. You just you need a lot, right? Um, and we really wanted to avoid that with this one, and so we came into it thinking it's a delta wing, and and how is that airfoil going to look um, if we did this, that, or the other? So we trialed a couple of wings in there, and the one we we settled upon is we're happy with. Um, we do call out in the manual about a millimeter or so of up trim to mm-hmm. start, just mm-hmm. to give. We want it to be biased uh, to fly up, especially on a on a hand toss aircraft. Right. Um, my aircraft, I frankly, I push the battery back and, and level out my trims, but mm-hmm. um, but start with the manual, and that was really the only main challenge with with the aircraft. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and other also the that was pretty fun. Uh, my other question then is, how does this compare to the other planes in the six? I mean, as far as speed, is it faster? Does and then does it actually uh, slow down more? So, as far as you know, characteristics, is it a little bit better all the way around than the rest of the sixty-four series? Uh, I like that question. So, so wings tend, and you guys can probably back me up on this. Wings are very responsive; they talk back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you put a bigger battery in it, you, you'll notice. Uh, you put you you're off on that CG, you'll notice. Yes. And um, and so in in that way, I think the P15 can be with a bigger 1800. I fly on the 1600, uh, 1800 max, but on mm-hmm. a bigger 18 to 2200, pushed all the way back, and yeah. And, balance with a manual CG, the aircraft will hold its energy um, a lot longer than the F-105 or the F-8 or our 64mm Stinger 64, F-22, any of the current 64s from Freewing. Um, however, if you if you fly it on, say, the lighter 1200-ish battery uh, on CG, it, it can slow down pretty quickly. Um, just a, a little bit of back pressure on the elevator and you get the nose up into a headwind and it you can almost get it to stop right there mm-hmm. um you'll never really be able to high alpha the f-105 or the f-8 you can get the <laughs> nose high a little mm-hmm. but it won't truly sit in the air like a wing will yeah um so in that sense the 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 p-15 has a wider flight envelope 
right. which is again makes it ideal for beginners. Um, it can be flown slower. You can fly it faster on the same battery, just Ceteris Paribus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the wing's going to be more acrobatic. It'll loop tighter. It'll roll faster. Um, but speed wise, the F one hundred five is a, is a touch faster in a straight line, mm. um, just because it's got. Uh, I, I have vis- I have visions of the first flight test video where he kept telling Josh Scott, "You can't fly this plane <laughs> like like the F one." He'd give me the F one hundred five, entice me, and then say, give me this and say, "You can fly this." <laughs> <laughs> the wing. <laughs> You're not touching this one, though, yeah. But you can you can fly the the the, the, the wing one. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that flight test video was, was really funny. We like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. one nice thing one... that aircraft around oh. in that video right i mean i think a couple of guys flew it on that flight just to um we try to make them where they're all going to be pretty accessible i still wouldn't recommend sure. it as a first rc airplane period right, right. Yeah. I agree but that. if you've had if, you've, if you can land anything else with with 10 flights yeah. on its belly in the same place you know this one is going to be as simple a transition to EDF yeah. as got right now you know the next one coming down the pipe isn't going to be it's not going to be a, a wing mm-hmm. um so it's working back towards conventional full-size aircraft design yeah. and you know yeah. Well, one thing that's very obvious, but one thing I do want to point out is they're so easy to throw in your car. Like that's yes. why I took my Swift everywhere. It was so yes. easy. I mean, you could practically yeah. put it between the seats or whatever. Yeah. And that, that that's There's a really huge selling to... factor. It might be hard to track in the sky, but as far as packing and going and enjoying right. it at the yeah. flying field, it's a very obvious thing. But it's not nothing to uh, neglect. Yeah, yeah no, you're right about that. And one of the mods with this aircraft, which uh, someone's already talked about online, is um, right now we, we call out for the vertical stab to be glued down. But there's nothing stopping anyone from putting a magnet or a screw mm. up through the bottom. Yeah. Once the oh, tail's yeah. off. Which, oh, man. Which then it's like a paper or so post <laughs> Yeah. It's a paper. It's a frisbee, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a, uh, a boomerang. And then there's really nothing to catch. So. Hey, yeah. Okay. Have you flown it without the vertical stab? You know, I've no, I've not flown it without, <laughs> but we ha- we did slice it. We sliced it about a centimeter off. We flew it. We sliced it again, uh, and yeah. we kept going shorter and shorter and shorter until we see all authority. So, um, just part of the fun of sure. testing. That's funny. The <laughs> so the it. next time you guys run into a tree, you know, Mike, if you're out there with your wing and, and you and you clip off a bit of the wing or the stab. <laughs> You Don't can worry move about a couple it. centimeters and still come down. Go <laughs> yeah. plan ahead. I, I blew the winglets off one of my wings one time, and it still kept flying. So, oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. more like uh, guidelines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might get a little waggle into it, but yeah, you just go yes. faster. Yeah. yeah, just go faster. <laughs> very, very interesting. Yes. I, I absolutely love this plane. I think, Mike, we're changing your mind. Yeah, you a are little slightly because I, I mean, just. It would be cool to do a ducted fan and not have that torque aspect that I'm so used to at this point. Right. Um, I just wanted to, since I don't know if we really went over, I was going to go over some specs of this. And, too, if anybody out there that's live, if you have any questions or anything, now's probably the time. Uh, If you had questions on the P-15 from Motion RC. But here, here are some specs. Obviously, the durable EPO foam, reinforced construction, flying wing characteristics for stable slow flight and fast forward flight. And I will say, Mike, I watched the video. I really can't believe how fast these planes are on a little three-cell, like, 1800 battery or 22. Man, them things, 
I'm, I'm blown away by how fast they were. Realistic shape and detailing, dynamically balanced five-blade EDF fan for efficient power, minimum assembly. Like I say, all you got to do is put the, put the tail on there. Mm-hmm. Optional uh, steerable landing gear. So if you got you know, don't want to do the belly landing. Um, for, only needs a four-channel radio and a receiver. Three-cell 1,000 to 2,200 XT60. Now, my... Oh, okay, and you got in here, the, your recommendation is an 1800. That's probably the best all-around battery. Um, yep. Wingspan, 750 mil, millimeters or 29.5 inches. Length, uh, 495 or 19.5 inches. The weight is only 9.17 ounces or 260 grams. Hey, speaking of weight, Alpha, how does this thing do in the wind? I prefer the more wind, the better. Ah. <laughs> um, without wind, you know, it's flying fast in a straight line. That's all cool. But but I like to windsurf. Mm. Um, yeah. I like to park an aircraft just right in front of me with with zero. <laughs> just I, w- I want it to just stay there. Um, yeah. So yeah. this aircraft, it, it loves wind. If you guys are out there with 20, 30 mile an hour gusts, this is probably the aircraft that you would still – uh, be okay with pulling wow. out to fly. Wow. Um, yeah. And watching the video, you don't want to get this thing too far out because that thing, it turns <laughs> into a speck quick. Uh, I'd be fine with yep. it with my radiant flying abilities. Yeah, I, your, your eagle eyesight you have there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike, if, if you can spotlight your, uh, your, your radiant at one click, you'll be okay with yeah. it. But for the rest of us humans, you know. Yeah. We get touch close to the ground and it's gone. Um, what was interesting on this rollout, which you haven't done in the last two, is these were, in, these were at the warehouse as soon as you announced it. Normally, it's a pre-release and then they arrive. Yeah. But you guys had them ready to go. So I was watching people on the forums going, huh, it's already shipped. So, yeah. uh, you know, I... Yeah, that, thanks that for noticing cool. that. We try to we try to sprinkle in. Um, we really, really, really prefer to talk about aircraft once they're wet. You know, once mm-hmm. they're on the way. For larger aircraft, just basically due to customer feedback, a lot of people had said we'd love to know a little bit ahead of time so we can save and you know figure out when the wife isn't going to be home. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but for for smaller aircraft, uh, some of the newer ones like the F-8 and F-105, we did pre-order just to, to gauge interest. They were already on the way, but with the P-15, we, we decided just to hold it. Um, the F-4 we were talking about last month, you know, big $500 jet, not for everyone, but also massively popular with the people who loved it. And we sort of we wanted to give it its time to shine. Unbeknownst to most, we, we, we had the P-15. It was about just holding it, managing, and, and just underselling and over delivering because as you said we were able to say here it is and by the way if you'd like us to ship it in the next hour just give us a call and <laughs> it was nice to be able to do that right um, yeah, people yeah. have already begun taking delivery in the closer parts uh nearer chicago area so that's that's fun i think that is yes. cool nice and then uh just real quick i'll finish up some of these specs uh, center of gravity 58 millimeters uh back from Refer, it says, refer to manual for visual and precise measuring location. Power system, 26, yep. 27, 4,500 kV brushless motor, 30 amp ESC, XT60, 64 millimeter, 5-blade EDF, 9-gram standard plastic servo. Um, and that's really about it. Uh, speaking of fan, I was just curious, 5-blade, um, five, five 64 mil. is that kind of standard or, or have you guys been trying some different 
you know, uh, like blades on, on the 64 millimeter series? Yeah. So for the larger aircraft for our nineties, um, the 12 blades, the nine blades, you see more difference. Mm-hmm. There's, they're, they're moving more air. You're going to see those numbers react more differently than you would with a, just a small can fan. Uh, the 64, the, the 80s, and then the 70s, we also have 12 blades. Um, with the 64s, though, it's really still that five and that six blade, which mm-hmm. for efficient power is unmatched. Yeah. There's a 12-blade option in the upgrade tab. Um, you'll run it on a four-cell, and it'll suck down amps at twice a clip. Wow. So, you know... We know there's speed demons. People have already tried to hop up the other aircraft, and and some loved it, some didn't like it, and and it just comes back to again as it as an engineer designing for the masses, it's about low weight, low cost, high efficiency, high reliability, and that five blade fan, which is common to all of the sixty fours uh, in this Parkjet series, is it, it just can't be beat. Um, it's that best balance of all those things. Right. They're also um, to my mind, uh, they're they're best for this class because the twelve blades. It comes back to efficiency. If I'm flying a wing, and and I'm fly, flying it at full clip, and I'm flying it for two and a half minutes, to me at least, I would think, why why aren't I just flying a big bad jet? Yeah. Um, the small ones. The whole fun part about it is like as you said, you pull it out of your trunk. You're flying five <laughs> six minutes with throttle management. You land, you go back into the office. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, you yeah. can you can enjoy yourself on one battery and not worry about numbers. With yeah. a with a five blade, is the spool up faster as well? So that torque to get the air flowing sooner. Um, yeah. As far as torque and like low end numbers to to pull fans and beginning to generate thrust, I could talk for hours about that. But suffice <laughs> to say, it's it's a lighter loaded. A lighter loaded impeller is always going to spin more easier, right? Instead of yeah. parrot. So, so there's uh, we're able to run when we talk about efficiency. We're able to run that system on a 4500 kV on that 30 amp PSC with a 1600 for five minutes. Um, you just you're not going to see those numbers uh, spool up, spool down, quick spool, etc. Uh, over the course of a flight with with even like 3000 kV on a 12 blade. You're just yeah. you're, you require so much more energy. Um, just to get it going. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking from the perspective of what you're talking about, you know, just, just windsurfing that thing and saying, oh, I better get a little power, just blipping it and bringing it back up and just having that response because that's the traditional problem with, with, with an EDF, right? Or, or some of the, the earlier ones, things are improving vastly and very quickly, but it was one of those don't, you know, don't idle because you're not going to get that power to come back up on soon enough, and the next thing you know, you're in a stall, and you know, the right. plane's taking a dirt nap. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, dirt naps. I love dirt naps. You know, it, it, you're right. I mean, it gets back to the to sort of a an aerodynamic discussion of of an and an electrical one for that matter. Do you idle? Uh, is it better to keep it at fifty percent or to go from zero to a hundred? Although, what does that do to your system electrically? But for something as simple as like a flying wing. What we did is we oversized the inlets ever so slightly than what we usually do. That gives it, it – there's more air. It's more aspirated. So when it's windsurfing, in the context of windsurfing, it's able to sort of stay there. And when you do want to spin up, there's more air right in front of that fan to be spun. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. As opposed to having – if we crop down those inlets and tighten up the outlet, 
if it was strictly a speed aircraft, gotcha. you would have more uh, dynamic thrust, but you would lose static thrust, right? You would lose the ability to grab that air and go from a slow speed acceleration, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, long story short, we took all those variables into that into consideration when selecting that power system. And now that we've got it, we can design aircraft around it that can take advantage of of it and, and all that it has to offer while minimizing sort of the costs. Um, one of those costs, I think, is sound. People are going to be concerned with how a five blade sounds versus a 12. And that's probably part of the good news is because we can set, we know going into it, this is going to be a five blade. We add cheater holes in certain ways if we need them and, and sort of we play with the shapes of them to elicit a certain sound to try to dampen the harshness mm-hmm. uh, that's typically associated with a whiny uh, low blade count EDF. Right. Now, okay, my last question is because we know everybody's out there, and I used to be one of these people that had to modify everything. But <laughs> possibilities, and Andre made a good point, possibilities on flying this thing on a four-cell. Will the airframe take it? Will it get enough air? Will it work? How hard is it to change out the uh, the, the motor to make it four-cell capable? What can you tell us? Well, I can tell you that officially... Because um, I'm, I'm sure you tried it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I mean, adjusting the product or, or changing anything obviously voids the warranty. Yes, we encourage people to to check out hobbiesquawk.com, Archie groups, and other forums to to ask those types of questions and see what's been done before. I always default back to, I mean. It's, it's back to basics. Understand what you, to, to the listener, understand what you're trying to do. What are you trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Um, and recognize the advantages and disadvantages of, of what you're setting out to do. So so to answer your question, let's say someone wants to go for sell. Yeah. Um, sure, I can tell you that swapping out the, accessing the fan is very easy. There's two screws. You can get to the EDF. But it isn't just about changing the motor, right? These things work in system, the motor, the fan, um, the fan's pitch, its materials, clearance, all of those things. And mm-hmm. then obviously your the system of your battery and your ESC. So the first off the bat is when people start considering changing a system or any part of that system, at the very least as a hobbyist, I'd, I'd hope I'd encourage people to, to consider the entirety of that system, um, which basically translates to, it's going to get expensive, guys. You yeah. really want to drop a press in there? Uh-huh. You're changing the yes. You're changing the motor. You're changing yep. the EDF. I'm all about. Battery. I'm all about just sticking yeah. with the original design because <laughs> it's probably yeah. as good. Well, I, we we know you guys do your research on it, but I guess Get Chris a rebel, is, right? Or Chris said, "Did yeah. you ever run this on a four cell though?" I mean, did you when you were trying oh. it out? Yeah, we run it on four. We ran it on a on a low wind six. Okay. I mean, so you've been down that we, road. We really. push the yeah. aircraft, hoping that we can find the end without other people having sure. to find the end, uh, the the end of the line. Um, <laughs> the the servos and how the aircraft is built. I mean, we understand that some people are going to want to hop them up, but it all comes back to what I can say is, do your research first because you're sort of on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Once you venture outside of what I've designed it sure. to do, you know. Nice. All right, I think that's about send it. Send me a video if it uh, goes poorly. Yes, <laughs> yes, like to see it. So, th- so there you have it. Right. The um, P 
P15-64mm EDF jet, part of the new series uh, that Motion RC has out there. Another, another awesome addition to the, you know, again, I, I can't say enough good things about this. We love belly landers for one. We love the smaller stuff. Like Mike said, you can just throw in your car. The best thing about this, though, is not only are they cool, they fly awesome, they're fast, slow, the price. How many RC planes, I mean, for what you're getting for $98, Typically, Mike, you can't even get uh, ultra micro plane from yes. a lot of these other yeah. manufacturers for under a hundred dollars, and it's ninety eight dollars, and you're getting an awesome product. Yes, that's the big selling point yep. right there. So go check it out. We're happy about that. Yes, I don't know how you guys do it honestly. To get something you know with that much R and D, the looks, the scale. You know, we were just talking before the show, like the scale details on the the Thunder Chief and the A eight and everything. Mike was just like, man, they look so <laughs> oh, good. Man. You know, you guys are doing a lot of stuff for that $98 price, yeah, price exactly. point, you know, so amazing. go check them out, motionrc.com. Um, okay, now, boys and girls, strap in because we're going to talk about something, um, I think uh, if he's still listening, Michael Rosnick, who is a big helicopter guy who likes to listen to our show, we're going to move on to some, I don't even know where to start with this, but I guess I'll just throw it right out there. <laughs> That you guys now have teamed up with Robin RC Helicopters, who makes these unbelievable detailed scale helicopters wow. that are just unbelievable, and they range from you know four hundred dollars up to like eighteen hundred. Oh yeah. Gosh. So oh, yeah. I guess just fill us <laughs> fill us in. How did this yeah, come well, about? Me, uh, I'll give you the the, the lowdown. I guess. Um, so so on Wednesday we were. Very, very, very proud to announce that uh, that we are now Robon's uh, exclusive distributor here in the United States. As you said, Robon is 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 the premier scale helicopter uh, manufacturer, really in the world, in my book. Um, German run, uh, mm-hmm. the factory is here in China, not too far from me. I spent a lot of time there, and and they've been around for a long time. Uh, they've wow. been sold from uh, RC Aerodyne, good people there with Cliff and his team. And uh, and moving forward, we've been privileged to now be able to represent Robon here in the United States. So we're, we, a couple things we're telling people is, you know, first off the bat, we don't have everything. There are mm-hmm. hundreds, hundreds of, of products uh, that Robon has. Uh, and when I'm at his factory, it's like a kid in the candy store. Wow. I'm like, I want that, I want that, I want that. And so um, we're asking everyone to be patient with us. We've got about 80 or so of sort of the, the more popular aircraft uh, in his lineup. But uh, Robon is responsible for for aircraft from the 450 size all the way up to the 800s. Like you said, there's a super scale series, which essentially means – um, he has designed, their team has designed the insides of these helicopters to, to have the space for uh, when you open up the door on that Huey, there isn't a battery and a motor sitting right there, as mm-hmm. there usually would be if you just you know, stuck a T-Rex and a line T-Rex in a, in a fiberglass body. Yeah. But he's redesigned the entire internal so that there's, there's a pilot seat, co-pilot seat, yokes, instrument wow. panel, and the back seat, there's a, there's a four-seat bench. And the battery's in the floor, and the motor's hidden where the real one is on the real helicopter. I mean, the amount of engineering that they put, um, and some of their team have have background with BMW oh, and other sort amazing. of expertise. So these these people understand 
just miniaturizing and redesigning things. So their super scale series really represent to me the utmost in what a scale helicopter pilot would ever want. Mm -hmm. Um, Lights, scale fidelity, fiberglass finishing, that's really nice. Um, And then again, the internal sort of display potential, you could say, um, of the aircraft. Robon also produces lower end 500, 600 uh, kits. So these are... $200 $200 or so, two, $300, depending on the aircraft, but they, they don't have elaborate internals. Um, they, they basically require a customer to take their Align uh, or their Chaos, their T-Rex 500, for example, and then take this canopy, this fiberglass body, and, and install their mechanics inside mm-hmm. the body. It takes about an evening or so. Um, there are a lot of videos out there, and we've we've built up a, a helo council and a focus group to help us sort of amass the, that type of media. But we all have YouTube. There are videos out there talking about robot installations. But essentially, for a couple hundred dollars, for all of us with an Align 500 sitting in the back who maybe want to try scale, now that we're able to sell Robon, we can we can we can deliver these options to customers and say. And really say this is this is the best of the best. Um, and you can you can customize and sort of do things with your helicopter, which we believe is is something that our core customer base still believes in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I fly drones, and and I have nothing bad to say about drones. But um, but what I continue to hear from from our customer base is they all like drones too. They also have like one of them or two of them, mm-hmm. but they have fifty scale aircraft in, in their hangars, Jeez. right? On on the kitchen table, pissing off the wife and in the garage and all that sort of stuff. It's it's there's something about scale I think that that we gravitate towards to. A lot of us do. Mm-hmm. Um the same thing with helicopters. A lot of our helo pilots uh that have come to us saying we love flying three D and and a lot of our a lot of our friends, Chris Rybert, Mike Rosnick, uh are, are really accomplished three D pilots, our warehouse Manager Brian Kemp is actually a really, really excellent helicopter, a 3D helicopter pilot. That's a true skill base there. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, I look yeah. at all that craft but and it's like, those, I cannot fly those craft. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you, so you look at sort of people flying that way wow. and then, you know, and now people still say, but I, I really just would like an Airwolf. Can I just get a little bit of landing gear? Can I drop some missiles? Yeah, uh, you know, down and 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 turn on the lights and just sing the song in my head. And um, <laughs> you know, I know we're all doing it, Mike. You're doing it right yes. now. Yeah, <laughs> I was very captivated in that series. I won't lie. <laughs> so that's really that. In a nutshell, is sort of the appeal we found in in Robon, and 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 I've been to the factory. I think our customers know that Motion RC. We're really keen on on vetting uh, what we represent and, and being here and living here and talking with these people one-on-one and knowing that they can support the product. Um, so we've built out a, a as, as diverse and deep a bench to subvert, to support the helicopters as motion RC has built to support our fixed wings. And I think that among any facet of this announcement is the most important in motion RC is known for our service. Look at the bottom of our website. Mm-hmm. I, I put our Google ratings and our Better Business Bureau ratings and our, our Google Trusted uh, feedback against anyone in this industry. We're proud of that. Um, that 
that's a labor of love. And we're very, very excited to say that we have that depth to support helicopters as well. Um, Some will say it's not as large a market as fixed wings. I get it. But that's no reason not to do something, um, to do something about it. And so we're we're excited to have been able to announce that now. And uh, Mm. we look forward to – to an interesting and uh, and equally a dynamic future, I'll say that. Yeah, it's so, funny. So are people like Pilot Ryan and crew? Are they are they training up right now? <laughs> well, the the nice I, I love. So that's the nice thing is that um, it turns out that a lot of our people already fly helos. Oh, that's Ryan fantastic. And, and so and and not just our people internally, but also. Uh, in polling and sort of even in gathering feedback over the past couple of weeks as we've prepared for an announcement and now that now that it's official now that we've sort of solicited external um, advice and people have been chiming in on forums and Facebook we actually find that a, a large portion of our customer base now who are used to flying warbirds and jets have raised their hand and said I actually I actually love helicopters huh. I've never told you guys about it because wow. I've always <laughs> thought Motion RC was just for airplanes right but i actually have this that and the other and i've got that robot and i've got that uh goblin and i've got that whatever 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 so it's it was really nice to see that our supposition was sort of correct in fact there are many people who can fly helicopters <laughs> maybe we maybe we crashed you know back in the day um before fly barless, and there are some of us who put helicopters on the side and and we haven't revisited it but it's not because we don't like them yeah, you know, and um, <laughs> well, so it's getting those people. Um, you, you know what's missing from from the the library as I scroll through your page? Yeah, there's no there's no blue thunder. Where's blue thunder, there's man? No blue thunder. <laughs> right. Coming uh, in summer 2018. So th- there's a whole generation are going what blue? Yeah, what? yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, like you, blue steel. Oh jeez. <laughs> you can say Magnum PI, and it'll probably go over most people's heads. Yeah, I seen that on there too. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, (laughs) One thing too, Alpha, you know, we've had the discussion before with all the drone stuff going, especially when the, you know, the drone racing and the freestyle and everything just kind of instantly blew up. We were talking about, you know, our helicopter is going to go by the wayside. You know, we were thinking maybe it's going to not completely die because we know there's, there's, but it was going to be a very small niche type of market but we have some uh, really good friends of ours um that run the free fall rc podcast and i was talking to steve over there a while back and kevin and they were telling us that the the nitro rc helicopter scene is really growing and starting to come back like really big and they're you know we're glad to see that obviously mm-hmm. so you know with the yeah. the roban you know th- this could be something where uh could be tied into that to where the you know the scale stuff and the the bigger ones and the nitro you know that's all coming back full circle yeah and i think um look the hobby ebbs and flows right different categories have their time in the sun and take a back seat and things certain then they come back there's mm-hmm. resurgence at, at any time it's it's our intention at motion rc to just we want to put a spotlight on what people want to fly um, that begins with people telling us what they want to fly, and we got a lot of requests for helicopters. Hence, hence uh, here here we're talking about helicopters. But at any time, we want everyone to understand that we're listening. Um, and I think that's what it comes down to, right? If if you're listening to what people want, and you're able to deliver it at a service level that they expect and deserve, um, most things are probably going to go all right. 
And uh, with regard to scale helicopters or talking about this wing or, or whatnot, those two models couldn't be more diametrically opposed. Right, a $99 yes. trainer EDF from World War II right. um, to an airwolf. Right? Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's, you know, like we can do like the small, the $200 one, and we can talk about the $3,000 one. I mean, mm. they're so different. And yet, uh, I think that's, that's our goal is to be at a place where we can service both of those kinds of customers in the same way. In fact, I think we'll find that there's probably going to be a couple guys with helos in their garages with the P15 and the yes, truck. yes, yes. It's okay for us to have both. No one said, uh, we can't, well, unless the wife said we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, nice. <laughs> um, so, the, I, I want to add another thing about Robon, which which we're excited, I guess, to say is that um, you know we know a lot about them, but we're not experts, and so we're encouraging everyone to engage us, to, to give us a call at motionrc dot uh, slash support. Give us a call there. Jump on chat. Talk to us on the forums, and basically let us know what people want to see what people want to see, not just from the Robon product, which has been on the market for years now, but also what they want to see in future. You know, we are, we're disruptors. We, we wear that badge with honor. We like to get in and, and really try to drive change for what customers want to see. And as I said, it begins with people letting us know what they want. So if you want that, if you want that blue thunder, <laughs> hmm. um, start, let us know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, um, but we're excited to begin the relationship uh, with them. I think um, I think I think it'll be good times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's I'm sure the guys like this is way above and beyond me. But for the guys that are like, you know, well, we can't get this, and you know, we're into this, and what you guys are filling that. I'm I'm guessing it's pretty small market. I could be wrong, but now you guys have or the guys out there have that option. You know, to what they're looking for. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, some market niches are smaller than others. Mm-hmm. I think it's no secret that currently, and it's pretty pretty public, that um, scale helicopters, you don't see as many now as, as we did in, yes. in the robo days or where they started. Um, I, I, I just refuse to believe that, that that is indicative of a decline in their in their popularity or the people's desire to fly them. It's probably just access. Yes. Access to the product, uh, mm -hmm. familiarity with the technology, um, you know, cheaper options and alternatives. It's, but those are all things that I think we can get in there and and change. Right. Um, Especially now with fly barless. Yes. I was just going to say that. There's a lot more than there was even five, six, seven years ago uh, to put into a fiberglass body. Um, right. That's going to make you feel better about putting your wallet in the sky. <laughs> yes, I was just just going to mention that now, like you said, and then uh, a lot, you know, even like I know Spectrum's got a system out, you know, a safe system now, you know, self level and everything like that. So if somebody yep. a little bit newer, you know, loves the scale stuff and is in the building, can now you know get into something like this and build it and not be afraid to go out and actually fly it around a little bit. Yeah, you know, so I, that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, have any of you ever you know spent two evenings setting up a helo and then I, ten minutes in, you know? I don't even want to get into that subject, but yes, I have right. been there. I can't tell you how. We've all been there. Uh, just quick little background story. Everybody's heard it. It listens to the podcast a hundred times. But when I first got into the the hobby, um, uh, the helicopter things were were very intriguing to me. I wasn't in very long. I went out and bought my first. 
Um, it was a the old CP Pro helicopter from Horizon. Brought it home, thought I would nice. have no problem. I fired it up in the house, and the thing took off and just ricocheted off of every wall <laughs> and lasted about 10 seconds, and I spent hours and hours and hours on the Internet researching how to rebuild it and, and do the head and, and trim it all out and get it to fly again. I rebuilt it. Got it out in the garage, same thing. It lasted maybe 15 Don't seconds. You. I mean, it was just, oh, I was so frustrated back in the day with helicopters. I loved it and hated it. It was a love-hate relationship back in the day. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so I think a lot of us can tell us. Yeah, I don't think story. you want to fire them up inside. No, house. that was a bad. That was a bad <laughs> idea. Inside. Point one. Yeah, point one. Yeah, it was, not, was a bad choice. Yeah, that was a really bad choice. Like I got it off the ground. Like, oh, this is great, and then oh, it, it went south real quick. Oh man. Yeah, uh, dogs were yeah, running. I think with with Beastex and Icon and. And demon, there there's so many flight controllers out there for helos that that are easier to set up and and just they have that bailout button, um, you know it re- it reduces that level of difficulty and I mm-hmm. think ultimately just fear and you know, yes. trepidation. I suppose if you don't know what you're getting into, lighting it up in the house doesn't scare you. But the second time, it probably <laughs> oh yeah, there was no second yeah, he time. To, he went to the garage. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> little yeah, steps. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go out and hover in the garage. Yeah, didn't go well. But even then, still, after that, I was so intrigued with helicopters. After I finally figured out, you know, that wasn't my thing, I went to the... I was. I just shot some pictures of Andre a couple weeks ago. The little micro helicopters that you know, yeah. you know, back in the day that flew terrible. I mean, I was just intrigued by them. But there's something about that wop wop wop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we live very, off. Uh, I saw two sized Apache here at the factory, uh, which is big. It's I don't know, six feet long or something like that. Oh, it's geez. big. Wow. And um, there's something about that sound, especially when two schnooks go over. Yeah, I was by. at the mall and I heard them coming. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, this is going. They yeah. went right over. I was looking through the sunroof of the car, watching yeah. them go over. That is that's that's so cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> See that even that going yeah. over. right. So uh, yeah. real quick, we'll uh, just so everybody knows, uh, Motion RC then is now carrying the. Let me pull it up here real quick. The the Roban RC scale helicopters, and if you want to go check any of them out, they have lots of kits. Or you can if you want to go all out, you can go uh, Airwolf 800 size scale R for sixteen hundred and forty nine dollars if you want. But all kinds of military, they have um, UH ones, uh, Cobras. I mean, these are for guys that have separate accounts from their wives yeah, that they exactly. don't know about because I, I never established one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, soon. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got civil and military. I mean, like I said, we've we've mm-hmm. got a smattering of uh, of of the lineup. There's lots of different color variations. If you see something that's if you see a color or something that you want that isn't on the website, give us a call. You know, we're keeping a list. We're we're going to be shipping uh, the next shipments coming up here pretty quick, and um, we can air freight parts if there's a part that you've been waiting for uh, from prior vendor and or. You you just picked one up from us, and you notice that you you're probably going to need that extra landing gear, or whatever the case may be. Give us a call, and we're building out that list to, to support that product line again, as well as we do with our fixed wings. Um, Man, they look phenomenal. But, uh, I know. What well, uh, one yeah, they're, thing they're, I, I know you guys can't really see it with the the camera and everything, but I was looking at 
when I was looking at Airwolf there, and the one picture when it come up on the laptop, they they shot it from behind, and you could see the scale, every little rivet mark. Like I was just like blown away, like wow, that looks really good. And I know you can't see it on camera, but geez, a whiz, that's crazy. Yeah, they they build the fiberglass. I mean, the craftsmanship that goes into building fiberglass is totally different from foam. Um, <laughs> just yeah. just what they do and we've posted some pictures on hobby squawk i need to send you all some so you can put it up on your website as well just a couple of the behind the scenes of how do you how do i mean think of it you know to the audience think, yeah. how do you make an 800 size epoxy fiberglass uh, let's say ec135 that you could fit a baby inside i mean it's it's huge <laughs> that fuselage is, is cavernous yeah how do you make that with with hundreds of rivets on it right um and they make their blades, they cut their carbon, they make the fiberglass. I mean, to Robon customers, they they already know all this. But for those of you who haven't yet discovered Robon, you know, I encourage you to look them up. Um, again, I think one of the advantages, one of the reasons why I'm excited being here in Asia is because we have that direct touch with the factory, we have a laundry list of things that we want to tweak and improve and customer feedback and that we've been amassing even over the past couple of days of, you know, change that one the next time or, or, or do this or do that. We're able now is to leverage sort of the motion RC touch and, and be able to execute on some of those improvements. So I think that's all super exciting. Awesome. So there you have it, the Roban uh, series of scale military uh, helicopters by Motion RC. Okay, uh, let's see. Last but not least, real quick, we'll get into it. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about mention that this year Motion RC is going to be down at Joe Nall, which if it, I know I've never been there because it uh, kind of comes at a bad time of the year for me. But um, you know, it's probably one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, flying events in the United States. It's unbelievable. If you do go there, make sure you bring a bicycle or have uh, an option of a golf cart because it's just crazy how big it is, you know. uh, But you wanted to mention that you guys are going to have a presence there this year. So tell us about what you're going to be doing there. And, you know, are you going to have some planes there? People going to check them out? Are they going to be able to do some flights with them? (laughs) Yeah, so I just wanted to bring it up because we uh, someone asked me a couple podcasts ago if if we're going to be doing some of those events this year. You know, and first so of all, what's the date? Yes, this year we're we're going to we're going to be at Joe Null, May twelfth through May nineteenth at Triple Tree Aerodrome, aka Heaven. Uh, if you if you haven't been there, <laughs> get there. Um, uh, so so we're going to be at Joe Null along with. A thousand other pilots and everyone else who goes to Denal. Uh, we sort of attended last year. We had some, some of our key customers uh, with Steve and George Baker and the others who showed up. Um, but this time around, we're going as a vendor. We're going to be on some noontime demos, which are still being worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know us. We're going to have a couple of aircraft to show, <laughs> a couple of new toys to play with and and, and show off and throw around. Um we're going to be at, uh, if you're not near Joe Nall, or if that May 12th through 19th doesn't work for you, we're also going to be at uh, at EDF Jet Jam, put on mm. by Robert Luomini, down mm. in uh, Rosewood RC Flyers Field in Indiana. With one of the most beautiful airfields in the country. Great group of guys every year. Uh, and that's it's, it's really for EDFs. It's one of the last sort of 
after Big Jolt, which I was a big fan of, and and the Arizona Electric Festival, the EDF Jet Jam is really the the biggest sort of best organized uh, place to see EDFs in the country today. So that's June 14 through 17, and we're also going to have a little something at that show mm. uh, to show off. And we're going to be at Nefi as well up in Illinois um, okay. the week before I before we uh, before Jet Jam. So all of that information, guys, rcflightdeck.com, as usual. I think a lot mm-hmm. of your listeners should know rcflightdeck.com has all the information for those types of events. But know that we're going to be there. If there's any event in your area you want us to go to, let us know, um, hobbysquawk.com or post. Reach us however you can. We are, as I said later last year, we are looking to to – to move into that space and to get to events, to see more of our customers, to get more feedback, um, you know, do more high fives, run away from more people, just <laughs> the whole gamut of things. And uh, we want to get involved in that. So if you've got ideas or, or even have an event, let us know. And maybe we'll show up. Maybe we'll bring something new. Maybe we'll uh, bring something cool. Awesome. So yeah, with the scale effects, you could almost even do a week signals just to see these things is phenomenal. The scale, oh, at the uh, I mean, show? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, to the look at yeah, and see. That, I mean, that'd be kind of, I mean, I know you don't fly there, but it'd be cool to see the scale on some of these you, things in person. You know what? Alpha, cool. that Mike brings up a fantastic point, and we've talked about this a lot. Actually, um, it wouldn't be really far away from you guys. It might be something to consider because we've said numerous times uh, up the week signal show. You know, we've went up there with different manufacturers and everything, and to, you know, we've said it before, to see it, feel it, touch it, taste it in person and talk to some people from the company, a lot of times that, you know, has a big impact on on the RC hobbyists and, you know, what they're looking at. How many times, Mike, have we went up, talked to the guy, you know, we got a lot of guys we know at Horizon, you know, they brought out a new plane. We didn't think much of it till we went and we seen all it, the features, talked all the about hard it. Work in it. Yeah. So, you know, it might be just something to think about if, if that's possible to get a little spot up there and bring some of the, the planes up there for display. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Um, I like that event, that event. AMA's got a couple of good ones. I mean, any, our ears are open for any of those. Uh, mm-hmm. or, yeah, our, our people are definitely looking at some of those, and I I love the idea. We talked about this before. I mean, so much of this hobby is is about the people. It's mm-hmm. about the people behind the aircraft. It's about who who made the real ones. It's about the people who who are making models. The people who are flying models. So much of this hobby is is sitting eating barbecue in between flights. Yeah, and, um, I think for me that's one of the main appeals of the practical advantages of, of attending events is to talk to people, mm-hmm. you know, hear what they don't like, hear what they really love and everything in between. And, and, um, so, so that's, I think one of the reasons why we want to get more into that space and, and come out and play this year. Yeah. And Unfortunately, not- yeah, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm here at factories making toys for all the good boys. <laughs> well, we're going to keep uh, you over there because we like what you're, what you're making, so no offense to that. But uh, <laughs> the thing I did want to say is I'm trying to think right off the top of my head, you know, like you mentioned, they have the AMA show, um, which is out on the West Coast. I think for the week signal show, it's kind of the bigger show for everybody over here on the kind of the East Coast, and it's right before, you know, spring breaks and the flying season really gets going. So I think it's a big op- opportunity for, you know, especially us over in east coast to get out and see a lot of the new stuff that's out and and check it out uh so it's great show up there yeah definitely 
Definitely. All right, there you have it, folks. Uh, Alpha Enos from Motion RC uh, coming on the podcast and giving us some great information once again. One, yes. uh, you are probably one of uh, the most popular guests that we have on the show, just from you know your open and honesty of what goes on behind the scenes and what kind of work and everything that you guys put into all your airplanes and i people really appreciate that we love having you on the yeah, show it's always a pleasure to listen yes. to what you have to say yes. that's for sure and uh, i'm sure here soon you got some new stuff coming out we will have you back on for sure uh, but we appreciate it thanks for coming on thanks for listening guys Thank you. thanks for letting me blabber about uh, <laughs> my children your passion <laughs> yep so and uh we will be talking to you soon We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Take care. All right. There you have it. Alpha Enos from Motion RC. Um, Let's see here. I'll probably have to call Andre back here real quick. Yeah, because they are on the call together here. Um, But we got lots more stuff to talk about here. Let's get Andre back on. What did you think, Mike? I thought it was really good discussion. Yeah, good. And we're there, back. Yeah, there's no way with this new Skype thing. I can't. I can't just hang up on one. Oh yeah, yeah, no, stupid just, thing. Uh, so just easier. Uh, boy, I tell you, always a good time with Alpha. Loaded with information. Holy cow! So it's crazy. You think we're gonna talk for you know fifteen twenty minutes, and then what are we up to an hour later or something? But I like the passion and and everything they uh, he puts behind. You know, all the products in mm-hmm. motion. That's crazy. All right, moving on. We got lots of other stuff to talk about, Andre. First of all, you got a couple things I want you to rattle off here or talk about. Um, one thing before we get to your... F- yeah, okay, let's just dive into that. You got some kind of funky glasses that I've seen some pictures of. You look like something off of Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, yes. That's exactly what <laughs> When I you put this thing. What the heck are those things? And what do you do? Oh, my gosh. What do you those do with are, them? Um, so, so these are from Epson. They're called the Moverio. Uh, I'll dump a link into the product description uh, very shortly. They're booting up right now. So, mm-hmm. essentially, they are augmented reality glasses. Mm-hmm. And this gizmo in my hand is more or less a uh, uh, an Android tablet. Um, huh. So you know, it's it's your phone or or your ta- your you know your your Wi-Fi connected device. Mm-hmm. And the purpose behind it is to interface with my Phantom or a DJI product. DJI. Oh, I can't, DJ, man, DJ. I got blamed for that. Uh-huh. So bad. <laughs> um, so, so you hook it in, and instead of flying with you know your phone or mm-hmm. your uh, or, or your your tablet, you're using this. And the idea and what they're going after is um, line of sight. So I'm getting my downlink video. Uh, from the Phantom, yeah, right to you know, right here in front of me. So right now I'm looking through my camera, my monitors, and everything, but I'm getting all the information from the uh, uh, from the from the display, and, and you know, basically, you know, it's a uh, it's a very different experience. I'm going to go flying after the podcast because I haven't been able to uh, uh, get out and, and go yet due to the weather, but it's 
You from know, from your description, it almost sounds like the holograms they put on cars to see your fuel and your speed up on the windshield. Yeah, like is a, it similar H- to that. Hubs. Yeah, yeah, is hubs. that yeah, what it is? Yeah. Okay. So it is, is it off to the you know, side yeah. or is it right in center of your it's vision? Right in center. Oh, it's mm, right in be, center, right in front be of tough. you. So, well, it's it's interesting because it's not as invasive now. Obviously, I haven't flown, but I've spent enough time sitting there uh, and just you know just working away through through you know setting the thing up and getting my password in there and everything the, what i don't like the most about the whole thing is that we're so used to the tactile uh interfaces from our phones mm-hmm. that going through this and trying you know trying to hover over over the letter and the button and everything you really have to uh you know pay attention to where it goes and you know I, i'm i'm an apple fan so uh, you know working in an android mm-hmm. I, i've had my my frustrations and things like, right. you know, you're dragging through the menus and you're clicking on the thing and you're going back and forth. Um, so this is the BT 300. And I know from searching on, on the internet, uh, they, um, they have the BT 350. So it sounds like this is a product that was really neat. Cause I was, I was online and I was saying, uh, I think it was on my Twitter feed that I was experiencing some problems and the product designer came back and, and fired me a shot say hey you know if you have any questions or anything like that let me know and I'll go through and I'll walk you through it everything so it's been pretty handy to have him there so I, I got it all set up it syncs up with my phantom and so once I get to go flying it's um it's a very different experience so huh. uh, it's uh you know it's a uh, you know you kind of sitting there going well, you know so it's going to be fascinating to see how it flies with uh and so i'm going to take the phantom out i'll do some approaches and flybys and stuff like that and just see how the experience versus uh what i'm really hoping is you know like when you chris when you fly your phantom and or uh, and try it with the goggles if Mm -hmm. that if that experience translates using this Mm -hmm. um obviously um uh you know it's there's some some different nuances and you know there's things like you know if you want to use the menu you've got to kind of concentrate on what's in front of you actually i wonder if i can do this <laughs> uh one person has a question for if you find the short height of them to be distracting if that makes any sense uh you mean as in the uh the the, the short focal Here, length me... uh let's see if i can get this. oh, oh yeah, yeah there it, it is work. right there right there oh that's weird so, so that, you that actually worked. <laughs> yeah, so you can kind of see around the edge of it then. Because he has the Mavic. Is that the air there on the screen? Yeah, that's just the DJI, DJI 4 Go 4 app, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just waiting to, to launch. Um, but that's essentially the information. So when you're looking, you get you get all the, the content and everything. So huh. that's um, kinda cool. I, I'm kind of I'm curious to see, uh, you know, how it works and uh, – What's Sorry, the have, do you do you know what the price point is on this? Uh yeah, they're expensive. Oh, are they really? Oh. Well over a thousand dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and uh it's just uh it's you know, it is literally a very expensive way to fly it. But if their whole point is valid and if there's if you're in a situation where, you know, from an FPV standpoint that you're required to have you know, line of sight in your your craft or, or spot or everything. Well, this is your workaround. Mm-hmm. I can see my craft. I'm getting all my digital information from it, and possibly, uh, I mean, they, it, the kit comes with sunglasses or, or shades and everything. Mm-hmm. So the flying experience might be a lot better than you know if you're dealing with sun glare with the tablet and everything. I'll I'll know more today when I get out. So, uh-huh. Yeah. 
So wow. it's uh, it's going to be very interesting. I'm just seeing if we can uh, ban a character oh. from the uh, the chat. So, <laughs> uh, anyhow, this is um, it's fascinating technology. I, I still think it's early on, but the the premise is neat. If if this controller was a tablet itself, I think the whole experience would be that much better because when you're typing, you could actually, you know, touch the keys and everything and make it a lot better because I was setting up the Wi-Fi password and I caught myself tilting my head as I'm trying to scroll across the screen mm. to get through the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's a, I think it's a, it's interesting. I do experience, I admit, the, experiencing eye fatigue, but then I've also known my, that uh, my experiences with like things like um, 3D and, and watching that have been very hard on me optically. So, I yeah. don't know. Hmm. I think I'm within that. Uh, there is a, there's a small percentage of the, of the population that can't resolve 3D nicely, and I'm well within that percentage. So. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing, too, you know, it, again, it's probably – I've said this word too many times a day, a little niche market, but like if you get into something like that and you have to buy a tablet or then you were interested in the DJI goggles, this is all in one technically. So, yeah, you know, you yeah. could go that and, route. And it's got some other applications to it. I mean, you can use it for augmented reality. Like it's, it's not just for this product, but it, this is their main go. So it's, it is, you know, it, it can be a company, but the, you know, the, the, you know the interfacing and getting an AV source into this from another quad. I'm not quite sure how they would manage that yet because it's just only got a, uh, it only has a USB port in. So mm. there's no way to run an AV source from 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 your you know your uh, your uh, FPV uh, transmitter. So wow. So I still think so. I think it's well. I mean they have other models of this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is uh, it is you know a little. Uh, uh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, I was banning someone for yeah. stupidity. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a. Uh, What's it, Adam Drain? Adam Drain, you are banned for life, though. Just yeah. uh, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I'm kind of curious to see where it goes in the future and if this is just a leaping point. But uh, kudos to to Epson. Well, they contacted me and said you want to try, and they've extended my review period because it's like. We've had 40 kilometer hour wind days and stuff, and I'm like, I'm not flying my fan in this yeah, stuff. <laughs> right, right. So nice. I've walked around with them on and everything. They've got a camera. You can record the screen and video, so I was so feeling and all that. But I tell you, I'm not an Android guy. Whoa, yeah. That took me a little bit of time to get used to. Right, I mean, I'm right. sitting there going, how do I do this? How do I click this? And it's just, just enough of a nuanced difference in the, in the programming that, uh, you know, uh, I'm wondering if you would be able to see image from the fan well enough to adjust your camera properly. Uh, I don't know yet. There's a couple questions. Yeah, basically, I don't. Um, the image might come back, but the difficulty I found using the, the uh, DJI uh, Go app was you're following a cursor, right? So you're, you're, you're sitting there and you're tracking through on the pad where with a tablet it's like yeah click 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 so it's mm-hmm. the same experience as trying to enter your password on, on this thing right you're, mm-hmm. you're actually physically watching the line go over and i had an experience where i installed a video recorder for for the demo and its orientation went uh its portrait landscape, where, yeah. where most of the controls you're looking at are landscape so i'm trying to control it and i've actually I'd, at one point, I just turned my head so I could control it and see where the cursor was going because I'm trying to turn oh, the cursor man. and move it on. It was just like, 
you start getting like vertigo and you're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, because your head's like, I want to go up and you scroll with your finger and it goes right. And your head's going, you know, 11 o'clock at night, your head's, I'm, I'm not doing the, 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 the turn, the yeah. coordinated turn. So I'm like, so I'm sitting there in my living room with my glasses on going, uh, uh, yeah. so, I need to yeah, see this uh, on video. You were working uh, at Stevie, Stevie uh, wonder syndrome. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, Steve, total Stevie Wonder. Like I, like I was doing a full head tilt when I was trying to do the password. It's like early days of my FBV. That's exactly how I feel oh, now. I'm, I'm a lot more stable, but you know, You're killing it's just me. Some yeah. of the stuff. Yeah. Um, real quick, I just wanted you to show since you got it sitting on the shelf there. We all know the story behind the melted um, 3D printed Spitfire from Flight Fest. Uh, you finally reworked and redone a new Spitfire, and hopefully, there's no rubber bands anywhere to be found near this crowd. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I had one on so I could hang it up, and everybody's I saw like, that. "Are you crazy?" <laughs> no, it's a push up. So, rubber bands yeah, are the so devil. A whole, a whole new print. It's um, it's interesting to see what one year of um, one year of knowledge with the 3D printer brings, because mm-hmm. this plane looks a whole lot sharper. Oh yes. uh, yeah. It probably won't resolve, but like on one wing, I was having retraction issues, and then the other side, after I tweaked it, looks a hundred times better on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I really have to say, I like the translucent aircraft with a with an with with single accent color. So like the wing tips, the ailerons, when I install them, they'll be yellow. All mm-hmm. the tails done in yellow. Nice. And I think it looks really good. I no, agree. We know from the video of the previous airplane, it looked really nice. But compared to the green wing with the, with the clear wing, it looks really slick. Um, I have updated the power as well, so I won't be running off a 1,000 kV motor because the previous plane was definitely underpowered. Mm-hmm. Um it was funny when I watched the video. It was like, wow, the, the fact that I didn't crash it the first time on the wind was pretty impressive. But there was enough wind to keep to keep everything flowing, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, so it is going to be a three S plane. I don't see the point in something like this. There's no way this airplane should be four S or six S as they spec, right? So this will be a three S plane, three S twenty two hundred. But yep. there's our classic belly wit land, you know, belly lander. Mm-hmm. So, Looks fantastic. Really looks it, good. It came together, it and you know, like I, I've been working away. This is like section three wow. of the uh, the big you know so it's like fire. this this Ooh. the seventeen hundred mil plane is going to be a monster Jeez. absolute monster wow so that's that's section three two one and two of print now what's really interesting I tried something last night if you look on my social media at about fifty nine percent I noticed my spool was about to run out oh it's never like, good oh, oh it was it was. Oh no! You know, have I destroyed a print, or you know, uh, what do I do? And I tried something I'd never done before, and I paused the print and I changed the filament midstream, which was crazy. I'd never, I had at this point, I had nothing to lose. I was either going to destroy the print, or I was going to have to cancel it completely just for running out of material. And uh, it actually worked out pretty good. So um, I got in there and put the thing. I paused print. And extracted the, the the filament, which maybe had like a meter left in it, oh. and threw on a new roll. And you can see well, what's really interesting is you can see the batch color difference between the two the two different runs. Mm-hmm. There's a color difference in the filament, even though it's the same filament, but it was right. ordered in different batches. Mm-hmm. And there you can sort of see the line where it started and restarted, uh, stopped and restart. But otherwise, 
imprinted successfully. So I'm thrilled. A lot of guys are saying, hey, if you ever want to change colors on pieces, this is how they do it. They pause the print, pull the pull the mm-hmm. stuff off. Now you got to be delicate because everything is paused in one spot, and you know you don't want to shift the head or anything like that. Yeah. Or your, your print head or anything. So, um, but it worked. And nice. so uh, this is section. I think each wing has like six prints. And I haven't even started on the other wing, so I'm and I'm through. I think I've I just loaded my third spool, so uh, it is going to Huge be a project. really, really, really big. Uh, nice. It's going to be a big plane, and you know, hopefully, it doesn't melt in in Ohio in July. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. How about Mike? We got a few new products out. You want to talk about them? I can sure. pull them up. All right. Don't get too excited, Mike. You know, <laughs> I was cracking it. Cyborg FPV's comment oh. about the Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. He had those uh, glasses on. He says, I just called <laughs> to say <laughs> I'm falling. <laughs> That's <was> pretty funny. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. First thing we want to talk about that uh, new release this Thursday from Horizon Hobby. And, and this is something, again, kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And I think it did you, Andre, too. We talked about it a little bit. But they brought out a scale mall. Uh, 1.5 bind and fly basic it's a high wing kind of like a bush plane and it's a licensed plane uh, i'll talk about it here a little bit uh it said while america geared up to go higher and faster bd mall was hard at work in the quiet country corner developing its version of an aircraft that would go give pilots ability to do the exact opposite practically Mall air incorporated has flourished ever since by delivering planes around the globe with renewed renowned stole capability and this is something we always like mike you know a nice high wing stole aircraft the e-flight mall m7 1.5 park flyer is an officially licensed tribute to the full size marvel that includes an abundance of scale detail rugged landing gear flaps optional use of floats so you can conquer terrain year-round the E-Flight Mall captures a short takeoff and landing stole capabilities along with the unmistakable lines and characteristics of a rugged full-scale design series from the crystal clear cabin windows to the interior detail to an abundance of exterior features including LED lights, antennas, vortex generators, riveted panels, and the mall breaks new ground in the park flyer size scale of authenticity epo construction results on a lightweight yet durable airframe two-piece wing is equipped with operational flaps outstanding slow flight performance and stole capabilities so uh andre we had the big debate we're like well you know we got the uh the timber you know and they just come out with the clip wing there's these all these high wings so why the mall and i think uh what we kind of figured out was is you have the guys that are just looking for an awesome flying airplane like the timber that's got all the bells and whistles and can float fly and has the lights and the stole capabilities but there are a lot of scale rc enthusiasts out there that like the clear windows the you know the scale details uh the rivet lines and one thing kind of near and dear to my heart i liked a little bit as i'm a huge beaver fan and there hasn't been really too much in as far as foam in the park flyer series you know like the beaver flew very well but look wise it was just fantastic you know it had the lights and the the rivet lines and the 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 scale control service and everything so i think with this e-flight kind of nailed it uh as far as you know being scale 
Uh, Looks like the battery was inserted on the top. Yes, the, now they have changed. <laughs> yes, yes so huge. big thumbs up. Uh, yeah. Yes, the battery is, hatch is now on the top. Uh, um, so looking at this. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, scale, uh, scale model features clear windows, interior detail, including a pilot figure. I like scale the clear outline windows. has the antennas, the molded panel lines, which I really like, the rivets, which is cool, vortex generators, and functional LED lights. Wow. Uh, like you said, Mike, direct access front top hatch makes the flight battery changes simple and easy. Um, here's a crazy thing that really surprises me a little bit. According to this, it's a three or four cell pack from 2200 to 3200. I bet that thing on four cell is going to be a beast. Easy assemble, functional flaps, floats included. That's always nice. Yes. Included float set features a water rudder for superb control. Custom strut package ensures accurate and easy setup to fly from water is a breeze. And they got shot from it here in the winter in the snow. It looks good. So, again, at first I was kind of like, yeah, it's just another scale. But looking at the features there's and everything it has. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, improvements. It, yeah. It, uh, yeah. it does look really good. And, and me being a big beaver fan, I, I think I can appreciate this a little bit more. Plus, you have the option to fly on three or four cell. Yeah. That's so, a little bit of cool. the specs. Uh, let's see. Flaps, yes. Flying weight, 66 ounces or 1,871 grams. Um, minimum required radio, 5-channel, 40-amp ESC, motor size, 50, or, uh, yeah, 1,050 kV. Prop size is 11 by 7, 2,200 to 3,200, 3 or 4-cell. Servos are installed. The wingspan is 60 inches. Uh, anybody have any questions out yeah, there? Yeah, what was the? Is it available? Did I miss that part? And what's the price point? Price point is two sixty nine, which is about basic, you know, yeah, standard for uh, the E Flight sure. one point five series. What else? Oh, uh, it you is want back order. Well, it's not out was yet. A, yeah, I was wondering yeah, yeah. when the release date. Uh, was, so it says that. right now, late March. Okay. And I did watch the video of it. It was it was pretty impressive. So what do you think, Andre? Yeah, I know we're big tim I, timber you know fans like it, and tundra actually. fans. You like it, yeah? yeah. I do, I do. I, I I think I appreciate the clear. Um, mm -hmm. I I think my biggest concern is something like this at the one point five is the durability, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, of, of that of that that you know that glass canopy. Hurt me, kind of set up, um, you know, with the wings coming on and off because I don't see how the wings detach for transport. Um, they don't really show that in any of the pictures because it does have but, struts uh, under there too. Oh, uh, like. I think they're yeah. Sorry, it is okay. So the wings, the wings halves come off the main top piece. Okay, there they are. There's two photos there with some white screws. By the way, they look. Um, I like. I like it. I like the the glass look. Um, the cockpit definitely, and obviously the power setup and everything. For me, this is what this is what the timber should have been. I think. Yeah, again, that's the big debate. For me personally, like uh, the timber is what it is, and I think they completely built that for being the, the best there. flying. Yeah, it can yeah. be as far as slow flight and everything. So now we're getting more of a scale. It'd be very interesting, honestly, though, to take this plane and take the beaver, or not the beaver, the timber, and timber. just compare them to two. 
Just to see, yeah. I mean, th- this plane here obviously might be a little better in certain areas, especially since it can run on a four on cell. a four cell. As far as power, yeah, yeah, but, but uh, you but know, the stall. I would right. maybe think the timber, the timber would might be, have yeah, it. Yeah, because sure. yeah. that scale is going to be it's a little faster, yeah. I think. But I, I, you know, I think as far as all around, maybe and uh, flying in the wind and weather conditions with this, it could be a little It'd bit better. Through. Yeah, because oh, yeah. we know with the timber, be you know. Uh, it, it's a give-take yes. relationship there, whether you're, you're yeah, a right. real slow flight or you want to punch yeah. through a little bit. Right. But uh, I do like it. I'd throw a little bit bigger wheels on it, I think. And It uh, does look like it has a lower profile to the ground. than the Yeah, center. probably. Maybe it's just deceiving, but it seems like more wider-based and, and lower with yeah, the gear. Right. Um, so it would be interesting to see how this thing uh, stacks up, how it flies, how people like it. It'd be nice to see a night picture with the LEDs on. Yeah, I'm curious I'm to see if it has all the strobes and everything on it. Uh, looks like it's got the navigation yeah, lights on I the end, yeah. uh, landing lights and everything. Because that the lights really added to the timber, oh for I sure thought, too. So I'd be cu- I'd be curious to see how that yeah. that one's lit up. Uh, and Andre, you were a little worried about the antennas up on top of the yeah, wing. Yeah, those look like break points. Now, too. yeah, <laughs> if, if if they're anything like the Beaver, because they it also has those, they're very bendable. Like you, they yeah. just kind of squish around, and they should give you an extra pair in the yeah. kit, <laughs> just for losing factor. Yeah. Even. Uh, if again, though, if they're anything like the Beaver, it really isn't going to be a problem. Really? They just kind of okay. bend, and that's not a big deal. Now, also, you might not want to land on the roof. You know? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's how I land half the time. Yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you don't want to go over a GoPro real low, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Inverted. <laughs> Buck Stamp says uh, on the video they kind of lean more towards scale and sport flying, yeah. where obviously the timber was oriented for stole. But this yeah. is a stole aircraft, so yeah. you know I think they wanted know, to keep those features. Yeah, as they could. It, if you get this thing on a on a three cell and keep it light, I bet the stole characteristics are pretty, still pretty darn good. Um, but then on four cell, that thing, whew, I don't know if I'd want to fly it on four cell. I don't know. But there you have it. That's the. New E-Flight Mall M7 1.5 uh, comes in a plug-and-play or a bind-and-fly basic, uh, which comes with the AS3X receiver with the optional safe select technology. This, you know what? Eh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. See how people like it. Yeah, they're uh, definitely on a they're, they're they're definitely on a string of uh, producing high wings. So so it's it's been very interesting to see. Uh, them mm-hmm. come out and this yeah this one was a bit of a surprise but it looks nice i it, think it's gonna go it, well it I does mean, look- and, and normally you know like I, you look at some of the photos and uh that's why i've started really studying their photos because sometimes they'll take a photo of something and you you look at it and go eh, and then yeah. you see another counter shot and on the water the, the color looked really nice with the reflection of the water a couple of their display shots you're kind of like yeah yes but yes you know I- I think this is one of them planes, Mike. When we see when we go up to the Toledo show and they have it on display, yeah. and we really get to see, you know, a little bit more in de- detail. Yeah. It might be something we like a little bit, you know, better in person, and maybe talk to Matt a little bit about the design. And yeah, I wonder if the wings have like the clips that match up and stuff like that too. And um, some of the other features of their planes. I can't remember off the in top as opposed of my to head. Like, I mean, that's something we could see at the show. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to or go through here real to quick. Easiest so no glue is required for assembly. The wing features a two-piece plug-in design with folding struts that make transport and storage convenient. 
The horizontal stab slides into place and is secured with screws, so no assembly, and it's quick and easy. Okay. So, mm. yeah, awesome. All right, next on the list, again, from Horizon, uh, and this is something I think they should have done the first time, but we know a while back they had the Type Theory W Racewing, and it was a little pricey. The reviews were okay. Some people, you know, for the price and everything, um, you know, weren't real happy with it, but it did fly good. So what they did is they kind of uh, went back to the drawing board a little bit and brought out the Blade Theory Type W Team Edition Racing Wing, which is, I think, initially this is what the Blade Theory W or the wing should have been in the first place. But here, we'll read a little bit about The fastest wing in the world just got better. Designed for pro-level FPV wing pilots, the Blade Theory Type W Race Team Edition delivers outstanding performance. The wing provides pilots with every advantage when racing against the best wing pilots in the world. New black. Now, at first when I seen it, uh, the original Theory wing was uh, their Z-Foam. And then when I seen it in black, I thought, oh, no, why would you do that in black? The second that thing's in the car, it's just going to bubble. But what they did, they got smart, and now it is EPP foam, Mike. So it would be just like your Swift. It's got the nice, resilient crash mm-hmm. foam that I like in a wing, EPP foam. Uh, it offers unequal durability for a wing in this size. It runs on a 2206-2450 kV brushless motor. Accepts three or four cells to suit the mild or wild flying styles. Fully integrated flight components such as digital Metal Gear ser- servos. Newly optimized AS3X stabilization system and safe technology provide rock-solid stabilization at blazing speeds. The uh, variable power video transmitter also adjust for seasoned pilots to adjust in every environment while the OSD provides pilot name and voltage plus transportation as a snap with the intuitively designed quick plug-in wings and and servo plug-ins all with these features such a compact airframe there's still room for a Mobius or a legend style HD video camera overall the Theory W team pilot pushes the envelope for the race wing and again I think this is something the original one uh, this is what they should have went to. A uh, few of the specs: yeah. 30 amp ESC with BEC, uh, 25, 200 or 600 milliwatt video transmitter, Metal Gear servos. Comes with a Spectrum Swift 2 FPV camera, bind and fly. So there you have it. Any thoughts? What do you think on this, Mike? You like them well, fast was, wings. Yeah, it was interesting how they did more of a swoop on the, the wing edge. I think that was like the to, original. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I heard it does fly very well. And and like we just talked about a little bit, they changed up the, see if I can find it a little bit, retuned AS3X system, increased cornering performance and straight line handling. With a flip of a switch, you can disable the, there you go, Andre, you can disable the AS3X but basically, that's for yeah. races where they do not, you know, allow the allow use of. To, yeah, 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 yeah. But for you, Andre, since you don't like it, you can turn it now, off. Now, what's the underside look like? Does it show? Um, sure. Let's see if we. Yeah, because it's got the really it's it's there because it's got the releases and stuff, Chris. All right, hang on. I'll the, pull uh, up the back side. right here, this, Mike. That's the, the, wing, the wing release. Actually, is really cool. Yeah, I'm impressed with that. Actually, yeah. The um. 
Yeah, I liked it. I, it looks good. I like the design. I know some people, too, on the original version, they were having a lot of problems with uh, static coming through the video transmitter, you know, coming through. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they've uh, changed the changed that a little bit to where you get, uh, obviously, the camera, I think, is better. So, yeah, it's all that tech is coming. Man, that along. doesn't look like EPP foam, but I guess it is. Hmm. I did watch some videos. The thing is super fast, and they did actually show some crash videos of it. And it literally hit the ground, bounced, they went over, picked it up, and just kept on going. Uh, there, Mike, you can see the uh, oh. the wing, clip in wing. That's nice, too. You can just uncle. I mean, that's yeah. really a space saver there. Clip the wing in, attach your servo, and and go now when it's clipped in did it is it magnets or what no see the little clip nope. here off the wing goes into the main fuselage and clips uh, in so there. you'd like depress it or something? yes yes okay yes. yep yep i see, see it's it the middle yes yeah, that right next to the carbon spar yep so obviously they got a carbon spar going over oh there. that's cool um it is a little pricey but it does what come does it? it's 299 but it does come out of the box ready to go yeah you bind it to your transmitter that's awesome so with Trent, yeah, with video with FPV kit and everything. Yes, so. everything. But boy, yeah. and watching the videos, that thing hauls the mail. I mean, hauls the mail. <laughs> so there you have it: uh, Horizon Hobby Blade Theory Type W Team Edition Bind and Fly Basic Race Wing, and and they're calling it a race wing. But I think just for fun factor, if you had a couple of these with you and your buddy, you just went out and chased each other around FPV. I think it, they'd be just as fun, or yes. if not more. So if you're looking for something easy, convenient, pull it out of the yeah, box, bind it. Yes. Yeah. Boy, we're really on the yeah. wing kick today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I mean, we, we like, <laughs> I like wings. I, you know. And I'm always I looking for a couple f- I need to build. Yeah, me too, really. Um, you know, I got the big wing and the Optera, and I like that. Mike, you hate it because it's big big and fat and slow. But well, I'm eager uh, to try the one that I'm that I'm gonna read. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put my stuff in. Right. I don't remember the name of that. That's the Tech One um, FPV wing. Nine hundred. Yeah. The nine hundred millimeter FPV wing. So yep. I'm eager to. Get Mike's that all going. about that. He can't wait to get that thing out and go. Cool. So. I've been waiting. I've got mine to, to test, but I, I just with the open bottom on it, I'm I have zero desire to get snow in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a nice thing with this. Uh, looking at it, everything's kind of yeah. yeah, it's kind of hidden, compact. So you know, how many times too have you crashed a wing or landed upside down? Uh, I was going. Let me see if I can pull a picture of the. Obviously, the antenna must. Well, I don't know. The antenna might looks like it might be under the hatch too, which is. Looking nice at narrow dynamic. Yes. Hmm. And you know, my Optera is set up like that but too. But that'd be nice to save your antenna. Huh? Yeah. My antenna and everything yeah. on the Optera is in the inside. So looking at the canopy, the only thing you got is is a little camera Cameras. sticking out. That's awesome. And the other cool thing is you still got some nose on that thing to where if you do nose yeah, it in, it's not gonna yeah. mash up your camera. So it looks cool. Yeah. It does look cool. Again, it's something where I glance at, I was like, Yeah, whatever, but the more I look at it, looking at the features and everything, I actually really do kind of like it i just it's amazing where things are going uh, simplicity and and stuff and i i love it i love the fact you pull it out of the box bind it to your thing fire up your goggles and just go Go. you know that's how i am because we just love to fly at this point we don't want all that build time so 299 300 bucks ready to go uh sweet all right there you have it for horizon that's what they mentioned coming out that if anybody ever wonders it's hard to, to keep all this new product in my mind and as far as what i'm going to get next oh my gosh yeah because we throw other things out there that right 
I know. I'm going to have to work more overtime. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple more things real quick. We'll uh, glance over and then we'll get out of here. But um, I the the Ultra Micro stuff kind of went away for a little while. And we, we've talked about it before, too. Horizon Hobby really has the Ultra Micro stuff covered. I mean, everybody was kind of bringing them out, and they just kind of disappeared, and Horizon has just kept Jumped on it. That, yeah. So I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Hobby King brought out a newer, smaller Micro B25 Mitchell Little Lady Gunship. It's only 26.6 inches. It's a plug-and-fly uh, gunship at 550 millimeters. I'm assuming that the landing gear, you could probably take the landing gear off. It's cheap. It's 90 bucks here in the USA office. So anybody looking for a nice little ultra micro B25 that I really like the paint scheme. It's, it's a differential cheap. thrust. Ah, uh, yes. is it? Yes, I didn't it is. I oh, wow. rudder. There's no rudder effect. It's the the prop spooling. Ah, uh, got gotcha. you. Uh, well, that's kind of cool. At that scale, I think I'll read about it here real quick. Plug and fly, quick assembly, DSM2 compatible receiver white Wide flight envelope, scale flight performance, smooth scale flight with onboard state. Oh, it actually has stabilization, Andre. Yep. That I didn't know. Scale detail, authentic Warbird. And I think personally in any of these ultra micro stuff, they need the stabilization to just enjoy it more. Clockwise, counterclockwise, spare. Yeah. Tops. Yep. One cell, 350 milliamp, one cell battery. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. B25 Mitchell. Which brings us up to our next Ultra Micro. Again, this is something that kind of uh, I was a little surprised at. Now, we haven't seen anything from Fly Zone really in a long time. And I think it's a shame because what they did with the Beaver and everything, it was such a big hit. Um, this is a little surprising to me, Andre. I don't know where this came out of the blue, but uh, Fly Zone did release a new plane. And it's an Ultra Micro, and they brought out two versions. Uh, they have the DC-3 airliner, or they brought it in the military scheme, uh, the C-47. Now, this isn't Sky like train. a... Yeah, this isn't really like a bind and fly. This is a ready-to-fly out of the box. Comes with everything. Uh, $160. So, I, you know, I'm not really sure who this is geared to, to because... A lot of these ultra micros aren't the easiest things to fly, uh, so I'm really surprised that they don't have any kind of you know bind and fly or something uh, like they had before that you know could bind to even their radios. So, not sure really who this is geared toward or geared towards, um, but it is a ready to fly at 160 bucks, counter rotating three blade props. Uh, clear plastic windows for the cockpit. Side windows enable maximum realism. The wing remove, uh, yeah, the wing removes and goes back on quickly with two screws, providing easy trans. I don't think you'd have to take them off to transport. Switch out batteries fast. Just slip off the nose cone, put in a fresh battery, and the nose magnetically attaches back into place. Wingspan is 23 inches or 584 millimeters. Weight is 2.6 ounces or 74 grams. Um, One cell LiPo, four channel SLT radio system with built-in battery charger. Micro EP DC3 liner. And I got the picture of the one here. uh, The DC. Let's see if I can find the other one. The C47. 
That's the big one. Micro. Oh, this is it here too, right? Yeah, there it is. C-47 Skytrain. That's the other one. So, I don't know. Kind of out of the blue for Fly Zone and surprising to see him bring a ready-to-fly micro airplane. Now, reading, Andre, I don't think this one has any kind of stabilization, though, that I see. It wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, that's, uh, you know, none of the Fly Zones I've ever flown. I mean, yeah. my, my little micro Tiger Moth, there was nothing in that. So. Right, right. And it's only a four-channel radio, so. Mm-hmm. Just kind of baffles me they wouldn't put this in some kind of, you know, bind and fly type, you know, scenario. Mm-hmm. But, yes, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So tell us what you think about the uh, Fly Zone C-47 or DC-3. Would that be something you guys would buy? Huh, interesting. So there you have it for products, Mike. That's it. That's all I kind of seen rather interesting that came out for the week. Uh, you know, I... We've said it before, too. Horizon, man, they are on fire this year. They are pumping out stuff like I can't believe. So every Thursday, I'm always interested to see what are they bringing out now. <laughs> you know, they always release all their stuff on, on Thursday, always. Yep. So, Anything you wanted to add, Andre? Anything new? No. Or, nope, that's about it. Nope. That's that's about it for, for the new releases we've seen this week. So. All right. Um. Guys, too, I wanted to, to mention, too, if you have some crash stories, don't send them into the email, rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com. And they don't always just have to be crash stories. If you have questions on anything, um, whether it be show-related or product-related or whatever, send them in to us. You know, We'll read them on the air. I'd like to, to do some more emails, so send us any kind of questions you want to know, whether it be about Mike and his Bigfoot experience or... Well, <laughs> let's refrain from that. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever you want. Uh, send us some email. We'll, we'll read them on the show. Uh, the other thing is, too, next show is going to be fun and entertaining. I'm not going to give it away yet. But if Bill Decker is still listening, uh, Bill, next show you definitely want to listen to. That's all I'm going to give away. Could be something you might be interested in. So, Bill Decker, next show uh, you might want to listen. Uh, other than that, real quick, we got to go through our some of our sponsors. Again, Get FPV has come on board for the next few months just to help us out, try to keep the show going. Uh, maybe hopefully we're going to have some review, get some newer review Are products. Are they still applying that discount code? Yes. And we're going to talk about that in just a All second. Right. Uh, so get FPV has come on board. If you don't know anything about get, get FPV, if you're out there new to anything drone or FPV related, getfpv.com is your total source for everything. When you buy a drone or drone parts online, it's usually shipped from overseas and takes weeks to get delivered. Sometimes Andre, how many times have you ordered or uh, something has happened from your shipment from overseas and you don't see it for months and it shows up three months later? Does that happen? Uh, I've had I've had stuff show up six months later. Yet, exactly. So, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you never know when it's going to show up. You think it's going to be a month and three months later you forget uh, about it and it shows up in the mail. So why go through all that stuff? So order direct right from getfpv.com. Whether you're buying a gift or simply want to use the drone, drone parts for a special occasion, you will likely be very disappointed in your experience from ordering anything overseas. If you're new to drone uh, in the in 
if you're having problems with your purchases, uh, get FPV ships drone and drone accessories direct, directly from the. I cannot talk today. Directly from our warehouse in the United States, same day shipping, and of course our knowledgeable staff will help you for any problems that you have. They are your number one shop for drone and FPV. When you buy a consumer or commercial drone or drone gear online, it's usually manufactured by some unknown factory overseas who likely infringe a popular or high-value U.S. design product without knowing the engineering specification that matters most to drones in their flying time, aerodynamic flows, and a lot of other key engineering factors. If you are a drone, OEM, hobbyist, racer, enthusiast, beginner, whatever, who love flying drones or first-person view experience, but are not sure who is trusted store, shop, get FPV. They have all your information. They also offer Lumineer branded drones for both consumer and commercial drone gears and are all designed in the U.S., manufactured in their own facility overseas to exact specifications. So get FPV.com. And also we mentioned earlier, too, that uh, if you're new to anything or, or not sure about anything, go to getfpv.com slash learned and there's tons of information about anything on there and also we got to mention help our sponsors out because they're helping us out and they're going to help us get more products for reviews for you guys and maybe we can even send us say what do you guys want to see you know send us what you want to see reviewed so Give them a shot if you go to getfpv.com and you spend over $120, type in the coupon code after hours 2018 and you get a 10% order or 10% discount. off yeah, discount on your entire order, which 120 bucks is pretty easy to go spend at an RC store, especially you know if you're getting a drone or batteries, especially batteries nowadays. Uh-huh. So once again, coupon code for getfpv.com is after hours 2018. If you spend over $120, you get 10% off. So get FPV, go check them out. Thanks everybody, Sean, Mike, Jeff, Roy, and the guys down there. They're awesome in their customer service. You can't beat them. Get FPV. All right, Mike, what do you think? Is that a show? Should we wrap it up? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. All right. Um, again, let's see. Get my phone to work here. I'm uh, getting the bug to fly again. I'll starting to? Are you really? I think so. We were talking about our slump. Mm, yo, it's think, been a big slump. <laughs> but I, I, I'm getting excited, I think. Yeah. Good. What's going to be the first thing you're going to get out there, you think? Probably what's behind you. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> How could you forget about that? Well, it's been so long, I mean, since we've been out there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I guess should I... probably start with something I'm more familiar with because it has been so long. You know, uh... yeah. <laughs> Just to get my I don't, the rust yeah. off the yeah. thumb. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get out the belly lander or something. To go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, And Andre, you think you might get out uh, after the show here, huh? A little bit? Yeah. I want to get uh, I want to get the 163 going. I've mm-hmm. got a Nano Talon to fly, so I've got a few things to test and have some fun with. So it's going to be, and of course the uh, the uh, the Phantom and the uh, the goggles testing. So mm-hmm. that's yep. my goal. Cool. So stay tuned have for fun. the yeah the next episode, and we'll find out how. Andre really liked the goggles and see if he crashed his phantom. Yeah, I know. I hope you have a safe experience and no crashes. Yeah. Uh, So there you have it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And we'll have lots more information. So 
I guess that's it. Yep. We're out of here. See you guys. Go have some more coffee, <laughs> I guess. All right. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.